Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. And welcome to another Mizzou Sports Podcast. My name is Eric Blum, breaking down Mizzou Sports with you every week here on the show. Joining me, as always, is the regional sports editor for the Columbia Daily Tribune, Kevin Grayler. How are you, sir? You know what? I am doing okay. Let's do this. Yeah, nothing is new at all. Absolutely nothing. Nothing Nothing has happened since we've talked to you last. Um, it's been a really restful week. Um, I've caught up on all my sleep, all of my TV shows. Every, no, uh, of course of course, we're kidding. Um, since last time we talked, uh, Mizzou lost to Tennessee. Uh, men's basketball lost two basketball games. And we'll get to that later in the show. But the big news is when the day came, the day we've been anticipating since July 18th when the NCAA heard the appeal, happened yesterday being Tuesday, November 26th. The NCAA upheld everything. Uh, That came out, uh, I guess, midday Tuesday that, uh, yeah, every single sanction is upheld. Mizzou's final game of the year, no matter what, will be uh, in two days Friday against Arkansas. Uh, And it, it, it really was just kind of an eye opening, I guess, 24 hours. I mean, when, uh, l- let me ask you this, Kevin, first off the jump. When you heard that everything was being upheld, what was your immediate reaction? And is it different than maybe 24 hours later, how you feel now? You know, I, I think there are some layers to that question. Um, certainly, uh, this whole process has been full of surprises. So, for this to be the outcome... Um, you know, Mizzou uses the word shocked and dismayed. Uh, you know, I, I, I think more than anything that the timing just just strikes me as um, what what I didn't expect because we figured this was coming as as much as three months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for for this decision uh, to come out now, just in the days leading up to the final game of the regular season for Missouri football. Uh, granted, a team that has lost five straight, five and six, this was going to be a must-win game. Uh, now it's uh, it's it's not win or go home; it's it's win or lose and go, go home. Um, so I I, I do think um, I, I'm I'm relatively surprised that absolutely nothing was lifted. Um, you know, because there there would be a there was there, there was a broad spectrum. Um, that you know maybe there could be a, a, a little um, given back. You know there could be uh, the the bowl ban um, being taken away, but everything else still in effect. I mean there there could have been you know any of uh, you know a number of different things that the NCAA could have decided, but in the end, 299 days after the sanctions were originally announced. Back in January, uh, you know that <laughs> almost full year of time uh, r- resulted in nothing. Yeah, uh, no we're, we're in the same spot. Um, so, 
yesterday to today, um, as far as the, the day that we found out the news, and of course, uh, right, right when we did, we, we were on it. We I think we uh, we had five stories filed within ten hours, and we got more to come. For sure. there's, there is there is a ton to unpack here. Um, I, it, it's hard to say that I, I'm su- I'm surprised at large with the decision because none of it exactly has has gone the way that I figured. Um, but what does Mizzou now do going forward? I mean, there, there, nothing that can be done to change this. Um, you had the Make It Right campaign all year that the athletic department put so much into. Um, you know, you, th- you think about the money of it. Well, more than $500,000 paid to um, just legal the, fees, the, yeah. the, the legal uh, process of, of the appeal. And, and that's down the tube. Um, and you're missing out on what's expected to be, I think the figure is nine to 10 million of um, conference postseason money, um, some of which Mizzou can get back in five years if, mm-hmm. if it doesn't get in any further trouble as far as major um, sanctions. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a so now what? And first order of business, I guess you got a football game Friday, but that that really is, I, I think, the the last thing on on the minds of many people. Yeah, I agree with you with a lot of you, what you said. So we'll back it up a tiny bit. So um, it, it came out kind of Monday in the press conference when we talked to Barry uh, that you know the kind of the SEC was kind of putting some pressure on the NCAA to get this result by Friday. Uh, obviously, the pressure worked, uh, and, and I don't think that you know the timeline was disrupted that much from the NCAA. But there's no way to truly know. I mean, Kevin mentioned 299 days. The more shocking number to me is that it took 19 weeks for them basically just to throw their hands up in the air and say we can't change this. It was very expressly stated on the thing that was released that like it fell within it. The term that Jim Sturkey was a matrix. Basically, the guidelines that say. That Missouri essentially didn't prove enough that <laughs> there was enough case to overturn, despite what their counsel did, and that's that was just shocking to me. It's like it just seems like I mean I mean the the, the big teaser in our paper uh, yesterday, and what the title of this episode is going to be is the system is broken, and. People have claimed the NCAA has been corrupt for years, and the NCAA does have a monopoly over college sports. It serves as its own judge, jury, and executioner. But the shocking part to me wasn't that the bull ban wasn't lifted. I expected that. I, I kind of expected everything to stay the entire time. And the reason being is that the I don't think the NCAA is self-aware. And that was proven by their statement that came out today, basically criticizing the criticism that Missouri got, which was just, I'm not reading it on here to you, but essentially it says, I don't want to be held accountable for my actions. There's no other way to you can spin that. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't care whether Missouri wins or loses, but this whole thing coming up in the NCAA just seems a little tone deaf to me that they don't realize the harm they're doing to the student athletes. And it's just, I mean, what I thought was, what I thought was reasonable coming back from this is... There was, I thought there was zero percent chance that baseball was getting their postseason ban lifted. It was the the highest percentage of of the number of people on the roster that were affected from the case by far was baseball. Football was second, and softball literally had one player who had their 
uh, uh, academic fraud, ad fraudulent yeah, academic course finances. work done for them. Yeah, and one one player by by this tutor. Yes, one player from Yolanda Kumar, the rogue one time part time tutor, and they have a postseason ban. So I thought for me, what was made a lot of sense was you're punishing the school long term if you don't take away the football ban because of the money that they're losing out on. But then you need to take away the softball ban too, because it's literally one kid. Like one kid did one thing wrong, and kids who had nothing to do with that one player who I is, is remains nameless, but it's it, I think it's out there by this point. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but but some of these athletes now at Mizzou in, in these programs, let's just think about softball for example. We're in high school when this all went down. Yeah. So some of them were ninth, tenth graders, weren't close, didn't even know they could play at Mizzou at this point, and they're being affected. I mean, yes, we can get in all the X's and O's of the re- recruiting viol- uh, restrictions that are placed, but in the, the day, if you're a good recruiter, you get the best kids anyway. Shouldn't have too much of a lingering effect on what Mizzou does beyond the 2021 season. But taking away ten million dollars, if, if let's say at the high of the range and it goes there, because if Georgia and LSU both made the college football playoff, it's, it's going to be closer to ten million than it is six million of the bottom of the range we've heard, and that's fully possible based off of how the results are going down. And then if Alabama makes it too, if, if like complete chaos happens, and, and that's assuming LSU is already in, but it, it's just. Uh, it, it, it just it just seems cruel, and I mean, the and, and you know what's striking is the money that doesn't go to Mizzou, then is the, then is is split among the other thirteen, <laughs> the other teams. Yeah. Uh, and so that, not only I mean, are you hurt by not having it, <laughs> your rivals get it. I mean, you're, it, it stays in the conference no matter what. But Mizzou was uh, benefited from that same rule over the pat in 2017 and 18, getting one thirteenth of the Ole Miss, Ole Miss money. Yeah. So I mean, technically, there, that's fine. And Kevin did mention earlier they can get 4.5 million of that back if there's no further uh, sanctions on them in the next five years. So that would be December of 2024. They'd get that back, and I don't think anybody's counting on that. So the one line that sticks out to me yesterday. So they announced everything about 1 p.m. So literally 72 hours before kickoff in Little Rock is when the players found out. That's completely tone deaf. That I mean, you got to feel for everybody in the football program, but we haven't had a chance to talk to them since that's all happened. But the one thing that uh, when we had the press conference yesterday in Kansas City, I drove back here today um, about everything, is we're talking to Jim Sterk and Alexander Cartwright, and each of them kind of had a line that stuck out to me. The one from Cartwright was, it's hard to tell whether the NCAA is encouraging or discouraging compliance. And that's it was right on the nose, and it's just that... Are they encouraging or discouraging? I mean, you look at the Mississippi State, and it looks like they're encouraging with the same type of deal. And they look at Missouri, and they get the book thrown at them, especially compared to the North Carolina case. And it looks like a complete discouragement, you know. And then Jim Sturck had a couple lines, and probably had the moment of the day when he kind of choked up on the stand and just like you know that it's clear his life's work his mission in life one of them is to help student athletes i mean i he had my respect before this whole thing went down but yesterday it was like okay this is one of the biggest will be one of your biggest moments of your athletic career with the nation watching and he did not pull any punches. I, I think that he gained a lot of respect if he didn't already have it from anyone who's a Mizzou fan and in the conference today. Uh, just, just kind of just the, with the with the tone he used. I, I think so much of the anger out of the Mizzou camp 
uh, you know, Sterk even said, I mean, we're, we're talking about just you know, the way that um, you r- react to this decision yeah. um, being made official. Um, l- let me uh, let me get to his quote. And, and and while you're pulling that up, just one second. It's 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 just the thing that shocked me kind of more than anything else, um, just about how it all went down is that that Mizzou doesn't get any more guidance on the questions it has than the eight-page document available to everybody. If you want to go to NCAA.com, it's on there. That's what Jim Sturt got. That's you know, and, crazy. And, and, and Barry was even saying, I think I think Monday, you know, we're just waiting on the phone call. But evidently, that never even came. It was an email. <laughs> it's an email. Like this, The same stuff that, that you and I have. What kind of horrible ex-girlfriend are you if you break up with somebody via email? Seriously. Come on. That's that's the, what are you gonna do next? Just get get out the uh, pager here and just page him. It's you know, ugh, God. I mean, I don't even know if it was sent via mail as well, but it definitely went electronically too. But, but drumroll, please. What was the Sturk quote? Yeah, you're getting so, to? so so Sturk said, and this goes back to just the original question of you know, like what 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 goes through your mind when 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 this news comes down? And for Sturk, he, he goes, obviously disappointment, and then shock quickly set in, and now I'm just angry. And, and I think so much of that anger comes from comparing the process that Missouri has gone through this year, um, the way in which it, it feels like it complied every step of the way, um, that it was very open, that it was it, it, to, to just letting these proceedings unfold, um, and then to kind of get to the very end and have it result in... in in zero um, at them, yeah. good from from their perspective um zero goodwill um at least you know from from what from what they're saying i mean that, that that's that's what's leading to so much of the anger when you look at cases such as Ole Miss, such as north carolina um it, 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 it almost has this feel that the ncaa was looking to make a statement here and mizzou just happened to be uh you know the next in line and the one thing that uh, one thing I didn't realize um, until late last night, which is after the press conference, and I wish we had actually gotten the chance to talk to Sturk, and maybe we will one day, is that the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey, used to be the chair of the Appeals and Infractions Committee for the NCAA. So he went on KTGR, shout out to Matt Michaels yesterday, and really, I mean, Matt Michaels just straight up asked him. Uh, the main quote that came out of the press conference was, the system is broken. Do you feel the system is broken? And he didn't disagree, but he was like, I wouldn't say broken, but the system needed a change. Is essentially, it's essentially what he said. So to have a guy who's the commissioner of the biggest money-generating conference in college sports, especially its biggest moneymaker in college football, and a guy who's essentially well-liked by the NCAA, a guy who has been trusted by them to hold a very important position in the past, come out so negatively about... I guess his former bosses, for lack of a, or current bosses, I don't know the right way to put that, for lack of a better word, was very pointed by him. And I think that it it, it plays the disgruntlement of the membership of a lot of the NCAA. I mean, there's you can make a decision, but there's just no accountability, you know, there's no legal recourse coming from Mizzou. I mean, Jim Strick said he's been kind of taking every plan a plan through a through z you're on plan z now and there's and there's not another one after that yeah it just there's no future communication coming and uh we'll see if there's any you know guidance that comes from here there's there's theories out there but i don't expect to see anything drastic come from mizzou i, I expect them to just 
take this on the chin, you know, and can if there were several instances yesterday where Sturck and Cartwright all, all said we're still going to do things the right way. Well, the will one thing to do things the right way the right way right now is to continue to just you know self-report, continue to just do you know just just follow NCAA rules because they still have the monopoly and they still are the guiding body of college sports regardless of this decision. Cartwright said if we found out that something was happening we would immediately self-report talking about in the future. Mm-hmm. We would immediately work with the enforcement staff. We would do all the things that we did. <laughs> we would certainly hope that we'd get a different outcome. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, to which Sterk also followed up um, on, the, on the same matter. It's an NCAA rule. Yeah, that was he, back-to-back comments, yeah. He, he said of complying. and um, So it's interesting if you, you look at how... Um, how enraged Mizzou is just with how the process unfolded. Well, really, so so much of the final decision uh, based on how the whole process went. Uh, But then they're saying, you know, if if they were to start over in this whole ordeal, that they wouldn't do anything different. Yeah, that's that, that's nuts. I mean, I think they would hope for a different punishment. And one, and there's so much here to break down. Like, and I want to say this before we go any further. This is not the end of you're going to hear this. We know the framework now. We know how this started and how the NCAA ended it. But there is so much still here, kind of to report. I mean, this is this is a huge story still going forward. I mean, there's still some details we want to hash out and everything. But you know, just. Missouri didn't get the chance to go through a, ne- a negotiated resolution is I think what I think Mississippi State got and that's why there's differences but you you can't circle back at that point you know you, I, I just I, if it feels like to you that Mizzou got screwed I can see why a fan would think that you know from an unbiased perspective I, I don't want to bash the NCA I don't want to openly just defend Mizzou but it's hard not to think that Mizzou kind of got hard done by right now. It's, it, it, it's, I mean, anyone with a working brain pretty much thought that. Well, and, 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 and so much of it is the, is the comparisons. We come back to that. Um, you're looking at one tutor involved in each, an o- almost equal amount of student athletes, 11 for Mississippi State, 12 for Mizzou. 12 for Mizzou. Uh, and sports involved. Two for the Bulldogs, three for the Tigers. And it's both of their revenue sports. Mizzou only had one revenue sport. Yeah. For, for those who, I mean, miss, I mean, the cash cow that is the uh, NCAA tournament. But Each school was on. given three years probation. Identical sanctions against the guilty tutor. And identical financial penalties per the number of sports that, is, that were involved. Which is, I think, $5,000 off the top and then 1% of the budgets for each of the, each of the sports involved. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and then but 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 then then it then it takes a turn. Yeah, it's just it's to where Mississippi State did not receive a postseason ban for either program. Yeah, won't lose any conference revenue, and has no restricting or no recruiting restrictions. All of which Mizzou has has been hit with. Yeah, um, so I, I mean I I think it it was. Um, it was definitely notable how the university at this press conference handed out this uh, this quick fact sheet, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, just a, a yeah. paper outlining the differences specifically between those two cases um, and saying, what gives? 
Yeah, and we're reaching kind of the 20-minute mark here, so we can talk a little bit more about it once we get back from the break, but I don't want to go any further without mentioning uh, the, the national sponsor for the Mizzou Sports Podcast, which is Zaxby's. The Mizzou Sports Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salad. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. The Columbia location for Zaxby's is right off of 63 and North Stadium. Go and get your you know chicken tenders today when we come back kevin's going to tell you about our sponsors our local sponsorship when we come back we'll kind of wrap a bow on all this ncaa stuff and there still is a football game to play on uh friday i'm going to i'm making the drive from columbia to little rock and there was two basketball games uh in kansas city which is why the press conference with cartwright and stark was in kansas city in the first place and we'll talk a little bit about all that when we come back like to thank our sponsors for the Mizzou Sports Podcast. University of Missouri Healthcare. University of Missouri Healthcare is proud to be the official sponsor of MU Athletics. Blue Events. Let Blue create your perfect event. Their passion for food, service, and presentation ensures that you will have a seamless and memorable event, no matter the size. They will work with you to bring your vision to life. Phyllis Nichols, State Farm Insurance. There when things go wrong, here to help life go right. And now back to our podcast. And welcome back to the Mizzou Sports Podcast. Kind of just to put a bow here on the NCAA stuff. This is a story that isn't going to go away, folks. Uh, it's one we're going to keep reporting and keep kind of, you know, opening the layers of an onion of, you know, just over and over and over again, kind of the rest of the uh for, for, for the rest of the winter, it almost might seem yeah. like there's still a lot There of is so much to unpack, and um, every step of the way, we will be doing that. And at this point, um, there seem to be more questions than answers, even with this final decision being made official, which we, we more or less waited all year for. So, so there is some clarity in terms of what the NCAA has, has come down with, and now that's a done deal. But what does that mean going forward? That's what uh, we're, we'll be uh, we'll be on that every step of the way and have that for you here in the in the Tribune. So the reason the Cartwright Strick press conference was in Kansas City because there was actually basketball games. I don't know if you guys remember that, but there's actual sports to still be played. Uh, it's not the end of the world here in uh, Mizzou, but uh, yeah, uh, on Monday before the decision came down, Missouri played Butler uh, and lost by 11. Uh, and then they on Tuesday they played Oklahoma in the consolation game and also lost by eleven. Uh, yeah, it was a fifteen to three lead that uh, Butler took and Missouri just never recovered. And then against Oklahoma, we had uh, our our own Chris Bowie kind of cover it because I was doing the NCAA stuff. But Oklahoma jumped out to an early lead, but Mizzou kind of cut it down to one with exactly like nine or ten minutes left to go, and then kind of gave up ten more. Yeah, just two not very good performances from Mizzou. They're now zero and three on the road, 0-3 against high-power conference teams, but then 4-0 at home and 4-0 against mid-majors. I mean, you definitely see a stark contrast in just the level of opposition that they go up against. Um, you know, I, I feel like that first road game at Xavier, um, by and large, uh, was, was positive. You know, you, you take a ranked team on the road early going in the season, uh, you get into overtime, uh, on the wrong end, ultimately, but I, I think you, you take away uh, as much good as bad from that, if not more good. 
Uh, but then these past couple, Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City, uh, just the slow starts um, have, have just been such that the, the Tigers haven't been able to overcome. Um, it's, it's just been inconsistent. Um, you, know, you, you like seeing the fight that they had against Oklahoma Tuesday to get back into that game, like you said, uh, but then just just couldn't get over that hump there. Uh, but part of it was you, know, you you get behind and you, you put so much energy into just getting back up to where you're e- you're even or almost even, and then you, you don't have enough in the tank to uh, to really finish it out. Which is you know going into um, once the calendar flips to 2020, especially with SEC play, um, they're going to have to find a way to, to kind of shore some of that up and, and defensively play more sound. I'm, I'm sure Conzo is, is not all too happy uh, with, with just how, how the defense has performed, um, particularly in, the, in those three losses. And one thing I actually was thinking about um, on Monday is like, and it even became more profound Tuesday of how important the building of the Sprint Center is going to be for Mizzou over these next couple of years. They had the press conference there for the NCAA, but now in 381 days, it's going to be the return of the border war at the Sprint Center. Because <laughs> it was 383 on Monday. And I remember I tweeted that out and I looked that up. So 381 days from today is the return of the border war at the Sprint Center. And great facility, but... Uh, the losses for Mizzou this past week make the game this coming, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, December seventh at Temple, that much more important to pick up a a tier one non-con win on the road, and they face West Virginia January twenty fifth and the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, and then bragging rights as well against Illinois, uh, December twenty first maybe against uh, St. Louis is just going to be the, the, those the Saturday really, before Christmas. It's yeah. really important games now, just because Missouri hasn't picked up that win yet, so. So, yeah, now moving on to football. There still is a football game to play. Uh, we know Indeed, now, there is. We know that Missouri's last game of the year now will be uh, in two days. I'm making the drive down to Little Rock for the game against Arkansas. It's still a rivalry game. You know, it's kind of going to be an important one for the team, but uh, it's kind of going to be an interesting one because it's the first chance we'll get to talk to a lot of these players after their final game of the season about what's transpired today. And that'll be our next chance to talk to Odom, too. And. I mean, part of me thinks that Missouri might come out and just drill Arkansas because of what happened here, and it'd be kind of the appropriate way to protest on the field with the NCAA. But uh, yeah, it's just been a, quite the week for Mizzou. But final football game of the year, uh, it would have made them bowl eligible, and that's kind of a, a harsh reality of you know now you, these seniors know their last game will take place uh, in Little Rock. So if I if I was one of them, you're invited to the Little Rock Bowl. Congratulations! Your last game of the season is not taking place on a college campus. It's not in Fayetteville. It's in Little Rock. So we'll see how Mizzou does with that. But we'll have full coverage from that game and obviously the Tiger Extra and everything, which we'll talk about in a minute, which we usually do with the short week. But the short week was made even shorter with everything that's already happened. Man, here. oh man. It's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, you, you have to feel um, for the seniors on this football team. Um, just n- not having their career end the way that they would have hoped or expected. No. Um, you know, there, there will be no bowl game. Um, but for them to come out Friday, the best thing they can do is, is respond and then really kind of take out that emotion, that passion, and uh, that intensity against Arkansas. And, and just, uh, you know, I, I, there, if, if, you, if you look at these two teams, granted, um, Mizzou has been just a, in a downward spiral, and we've talked plenty about that. 
Um, but this is a game that they should dominate, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and and that's what they should come out and do, and and th- and that's that's the, the the best way that they could possibly respond to this situation is just to 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 just let let it all be on the field this final game, um, especially you know th- those seniors. I, I think we can imagine that, that they're going to be doing that, but everybody else too. Um, and and you think about just the implications for Odom as well. Um, this has been a disappointing season, win or lose. Friday, uh, you know, w- winning this game does not take away this five-game losing streak that, that they're currently on. It's not at all. Um, but to be six and six at the end versus five and seven, it's a heck of a difference. Yeah, and actually, Jim Stirk yesterday actually kind of answered that question on that. That yeah, he was asked verbatim, kind of, how does this affect you know, the Barry's future, if any, uh, with the NCAA kind of coming down and not. Uh, overturning any thing, and he said it's kind of comparing apples to oranges. It, one doesn't have to do with the other, but yeah, and you, you, you can see where Stirk is coming from with just ha- yeah. having those two things being independent. Um, but you, you know, a, a loss to Arkansas makes Odom's seat hot. Um, if it's not already now, granted, Stirk is the only one who who really has the barometer on that because it's his decision and his alone. Um, who's going to be the head football coach going into the future? It's his final decision. There's other people who have a say, but yeah, it, it does come through his desk and truly has to go through no one else's. You're right. Yeah. So uh, you, you know, get, get the win on Friday. Um, it's damage control. I mean, that's maybe the term to use. Uh, it, More ways uh, than one. <laughs> and, 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 and it almost feels as if the damage can't be controlled right now in light of the NCAA decision and, and all of that coming in the midst of not losing or not, not winning, <laughs> excuse me, not winning uh, since October 12th with today being November 27th. Um, but got a football game to play on Friday and uh, all the coverage from that will be in the Saturday Tribune in Friday. This will be the first time, first and only time uh, this first season. and last. That, uh, that we have the game day wrap come out in our Friday edition. Uh, and that will feature a centerpiece on Kelly Bryant going into his final hurrah as a Missouri Tiger. His, his lone season here will come to an end in Little Rock. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of write that story and see what's going on. That was the idea before we even knew about the NCAA stuff. But kind of even with that now said, it kind of strengthens his case to where he kind of ends things. But yeah, we'll have that. We'll have staff picks as always against the spread and uh, everything you get in your normal Saturday. But it's just, uh, whew, it's been a long week. Five questions, key matchups, key Gosh. players. Um, we'll have it all for you. That'll be in the Friday edition and uh, game coverage in full for Saturday. And and from there, I, I think the NCAA stuff, as, as we even get out of football season and, and into the winter that's not going away. No, you hit it on. Not. You hit it on the head there. Of there, there is so much to unpack, uh, in in what has um, just just been at the forefront of of our minds uh, over the past twenty four hours with the NCAA decision and the impact that has on Mizzou going forward. That it will take time, and, and we're going to be we're going to be following that um, to to every extent that we can of of just the implications, and because th- there are there are so many and. Um, so stay tuned for all of that because we uh, will be here. I know it's been a long week. I know you know. I I, I kind of feel like Tina Fey right now in the episode of Thirty Rock where she looks at Alec Baldwin and says, "Oh, it's it, it's such a long week." And Alec Baldwin looks at looks at her back and goes, "It's only Wednesday." 
you know, that's kind of how and I it feel is. right now. It's only Wednesday. Uh, it's only Wednesday, but happy Thanksgiving to everybody Thanksgiving out there. Thanksgiving tomorrow. All right. So we'll end with this on a positive note. Oh, I'm all for positive. Kevin, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? You know what? Let me just be specific. I'm thankful that uh, I, I've got family to be with. On Thanksgiving Day, I will be, uh, be heading to St. Louis, which is where I'm originally from, uh, to, uh, to be with uh, my immediate family, but also we'll be, we'll be joining a celebration with extended family uh, out at the, the farmhouse where my grandparents have lived for more than 50 years. So got aunts and uncles, cousins, uh, you know, multiple generations going to be together. Um, just, uh, just really enjoying each other's company, and uh, that's 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 right there at the top. Uh, you know, the, the people that I, that I have in my life. So, and, and you, and you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm definitely thankful that uh, we we know the end of this, this NCA sanction. <laughs> I'm with oh you on that. Oh my god, I'm so uh, gee, I'm so glad. That we just at least know uh, there's a, uh, there isn't any relief from Jim Sturck and company, but there's a little bit of relief from us reporters who've just been looking for this for 299 days, and just, now it's here. Now it's here. So for better yeah, or for worse. For better. For, yeah, yeah. That uh, we're here, but it's been, it has been a really intensive week. We're still pumping out content. It's it's just at some point we'll we'll, we'll get a chance to sleep but hopefully after you read our stuff uh with that said anything else before we kind of end this podcast you good? No, i mean I, I think i think we're good if you're still with us enjoy your thanksgiving yeah uh take a chance just to to be with the ones you love eat some food that you like and uh watch some football friday afternoon because this mizzou arkansas game no not not the most exciting match if you're thinking about it in terms of uh, uh, what it means for this season because for both these teams it's it's basically over but they're playing for pride and, and Mizzou really uh, does have that to play for in regard to its seniors especially and um, we'll see if, uh, if they can respond and, and get back uh, with the win to end the season and the game's on CBS so everybody gets it so with that said if you're still listening to this thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Mizzou Sports Podcast we'll be back next week kind of breaking down the entire football season for Mizzou and maybe have some clarity about where the future of that program specifically is heading but until then thank you for listening Kevin give us the outro for the Mizzou Sports Podcast until next time